Twitter essentially is Sodom and Gomorrah. Like Twitter is the worst place on earth. Like Twitter is a place that if you could, if you had to drive by Twitter, you would lock your doors. Like you'd carry a gun in your car <laughs> on the street. Twitter, Twitter is Martin Luther King Boulevard <laughs> manifested on the internet. Is it is not Stop where it. you want to be at if you're not strong. Hey, yo, what's up, your boy, Sapri706. I don't even know my Twitter name right now. What is my Twitter name right now? Is it like Wholesome King? I don't know. Uh, this is KTSC Av. Uh, we don't have any tagline or slogan because I was slandered out of using it, but we do have all of our hosts today. We have assembled like the Avengers. We have Marcus Nipples, <laughs> uh, AC3 Savage, and as you can hear, the lovely El Chapa. What's good, y'all? Hola. We are back formed up like Voltron. The whole crew is back. <laughs> Everybody is here. It's like Christmas came early. Yay! I had to come back because you guys are making logos without me, so... Okay. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like uh, Hello. Mr. forgot how to use his computer because his mic is muted. So, oh, there we go. What's up, Mr. Savage? No, uh, yes. Glad to be everybody back like the Power Rangers. Uh, our Green Ranger is back, so. That's me? Of course you gotta be the Green Ranger, though. <laughs> the Green Ranger's a bad one. one. <laughs> All right. I'll Fair take enough. it. I'm black. Whatever. He's blue. I want to shout out a couple shout people out. real quick. Uh, so I hear Echo? Am I tripping? Anywho, uh, shout out to the homie Lex. Shout out to the homie Brim. Shout out to Nas, always the umbrella. Uh, Nate, the great frog is rocking with the podcast. And shout out to Dot My Name, who checked out the episode this week. Appreciate y'all checking us out. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so as you see, we can manifest some sponsors right now, repping the Waffle House. I got a Waffle House hat on. Um, so if you do know some companies that would like to sponsor us, we're the most consistent podcast out here. We're out here getting these listens and these views. We will push your product as long as it's not. Well, actually, you know what? It doesn't matter. DM us. <laughs> Take whatever sponsorship we can get. Marcus got kids. He got to feed. You know what I'm saying? I got a Jordan habit. I got to, uh, got to supply. And we also want to get back to the people. So uh, we're, we're going to do everything we can from this point on to manifest. Hashtag manifest sponsor Noah B. Simone. But anywho, uh, we're going to talk about a couple things this week. Uh, Marcus, you want to talk about... Uh, the, the vindication of Monique, because I don't know if we had jokes from Monique, but a lot of people had jokes from Monique when she tried to get out here and get a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of paying her pennies on the dollars. But based on her resume, compared to what other people were getting paid, you know, she was getting shortchanged. And now all of a sudden, with all the, uh, you know, with Black being in vogue right now, the Black Lives Matter, and everybody wanted to be supportive of Black people, it looks like that her situation is getting more light and getting more validity because maybe she really wasn't getting paid her worth compared to her peers. So I, I think that's interesting, you know, that, uh, you know, we got to listen to black women. So Marcus, what was, what was the deal with that? Okay. So yeah, there, there were plenty jokes from Monique on this, uh, this issue of her uh, feeling like she was being lowballed for her uh, potential comedy special. Uh, you can look at, uh, I guess like Marlon Wayans had a, a special come out recently. I think Mac, Mike Epps at the time, uh, Amy Schumer was a big one. And I just remember a lot of people kind of dismissing uh, Monique because she was asking for $500,000. Or not, that's not what she was asking for. That's what they offered her. And everybody was like, oh, well, you just take the money. You get the Netflix exposure. You can that, that can propel you to the next step. But Monique has been doing comedy for over 20 years. Like, she's not 
some up-and-coming comedian. She's got skin in the game. Like, when you talk about Black comedians or Black female comedians, she's top two. I don't know. Maybe some more is a, is in that conversation with her, but she's one of the found like the original queens of comedy. So for Netflix to offer her half a million dollars for a comedy special, when you consider how long she's been doing comedy for, and she's an Oscar winner, she's been in multiple movies. Like that's pretty disrespectful. And then to come to find out, like Amy Schumer, they offered her. 26 times more that like who okay and it wasn't I'll, funny i'll i'll ask any everybody here has anybody seen anything comedy special wise with amy schumer has anybody watched any of her specials no my mother saw it she started it she said it was trash that's have how you i seen, know it was trash. have you seen an amy schumer movie like where she's the lead like you're going to see this movie because of amy schumer what movie was that? Yes. Which which movie? Well, White Chicks. Was she in that? <laughs> that movie? I don't know. No, the movie no. with her and Goldie Hawn. Is that her name? Sarah Fawcett or something? You uh, saw that movie? I don't know what you're talking about. I know what yeah, you're talking about. Where they were like kidnapped. It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> she had the movie with was... like yeah, LeBron James. Mother. Remember that LeBron James yeah. movie? And they just kind of disgusting. Sure, I don't. I really don't care. There was one more movie, so yeah, I've seen a couple, a few of her movies, and they're yeah, not I very know. good, in my opinion. But the the issue is the idea that Amy Schumer, who I have no idea who consumes her material, I don't know any of her jokes. I don't she know. Was she was hot at one point. She was what? She was hot at one point. She was when? like hosting all these specials. Um, a few years ago, I mean, not to me personally, because I didn't watch her material, but she was all over all the tabloids, all over, you know, all of these other shows. She was the it girl for a moment. I'm not entirely sure why, but she was. She was on all these, you know, like I said, hosting award shows and all this other stuff. Like everybody wanted a piece of Amy Schumer at one point. Yeah, it was like that. That's why she got that comedy special. What was the 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 big woman that, that was white that had all the movies? Um, uh, Melissa McCarthy. McCartney, yeah, M- Melissa McCarthy. So mm-hmm. after her run, they came with Amy Schumer for a little bit. So, yeah, she was hot for about like two to three years. Okay, but Melissa McCarthy's not doing comedy specials, she's a comedy actress. Amy Schumer does comedy specials, and for her to get offered 26 times more than what Monique is getting offered is pretty ridiculous. Especially, when, like I said, when you consider her history and how long she's been doing things and how long she's been in the business and the fact that when Monique was like, hey, can we renegotiate this? Netflix said no. Like, they just were like, nope, take it or leave it. Like, we, we I get that people want to get the jokes off, but I think what a, a point that she made was like, hey, if they'll do this to me, they will do this to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, whether you like Monique or not, or whether you like Amy Schumer or not, that's bad business. You can't look at Monique's resume and look at Amy Schumer's resume and say, you know what, Amy Schumer, she's worth 26 times more than what Monique is able to bring us. Like, it's it's not that. It's not. You're not going to tell me that Marlon Wayans, people are checking for his stand-up comedy special. They're not. He's, he's like all over Netflix, like. 
I understand that, but to, you, but do you think he's getting Amy Schumer money? Because I bet it, I bet he's got a bit. I bet he would have an issue with that too if it was happening to him. And granted, I don't think Marlon Wayans is funny stand up wise, but Amy Schumer should not be garnering this amount of money for for jokes that no one's ever heard of. Who is Amy Schumer? I don't know. Like, I actually consider myself as like someone I do check out for the the no name and low name comedy people. I've never heard of her before. It, she just appeared and then some movies and then I seen her everywhere. But I mean, I get what you're saying, but to be fair and to be honest, what had Monique done? She was almost ice cold at the point during negotiations. Like maybe you need to go out Get your name back a little bit more hot, but she was and doing then that. You can more money. She was it, doing that. Here, that was what she was saying in her interviews when she was oh, going okay. on, and everybody's making fun of her. So she was doing, you know, these stand-up shows in order to help, you know, practice. Right? How they do? They practice their jokes on these random comedy clubs to see if it's hot or not, or whatever. And she was selling out shows, according to the interviews she was saying before. So that's why she was like, mm, we can renegotiate. And the other thing is, now was it large venues or was it like the comedy club of Jackson? She still, she, but she still has the resume to be able to support that. It doesn't matter if it was a large, a large crowd or not. She still has the resume. My thing is, a lot of the jokes that came out originally was because we didn't know the dollar amount. We just knew there was money, and then she turned it down. And so people are like, oh, well, and then it was a big thing. Like, oh, well, she should just take it because, like you said, she was cold at the time. But then once we found out the dollar amount, we're like, wait a second. That's not, that, that doesn't equate to her history. That doesn't equate to who she is within comedy. So Agreed. I think she and ha- wasn't she her and Wanda men. Sykes, they were about the same. <clears throat> and yeah. I feel like, I mean, Wanda Sykes has quite a history as well. Been on. She got a Netflix tour. special. Yeah, she got the Netflix. She wasn't offered anywhere near as much as Amy Schumer. And she did take the amount that uh, Monique took. But I even think that that she deserved more and Monique deserves more than her. So I get you. For sure. And even with with Monique being somewhat uh, cold when it comes to comedy specials. So say, let's swap out Monique. Let's put Martin Lawrence in that same situation. He hasn't done a comedy special in forever. If you heard that Martin Lawrence was offered five hundred thousand dollars and they wouldn't renegotiate with him, would we be like, "Nah, Martin needs to just take that money," or would we be like, "Hey, man, Martin's been out. Martin's a legend in TV and in comedy, stand specials." We wouldn't be telling Martin to just take what they give you because he deserves more. We know that, and we know that same thing about Monique too. So, and here, here's the thing: like this, this case is still going on as far as the lawsuit. The only thing is, like, the, the courts are basically saying we're going to go forward with this. We have – there's enough evidence to, to go – to move forward with the case. Monique could still lose this thing. Monique could still come out of this in the end with L. But at the end of the day, I know we got to get our jokes off, but we do need to pay attention to when these major companies are looking at black people and saying that you're not worth what these white people are when you've been doing the work a lot longer and at a higher level. Not, I guess that would be my main point. Facts. So again, now that Black is in, you know, there's a lot, a lot of focus on these issues. So I hope that she gets the best lawyer team she can get in there right now. Because like I said, right now, people are actually 
I think people that don't listen to these type of issues are, are being more open to it. So hopefully she can crack the egg and, you know, get what she's worth. But again, if she does, just make sure that she puts out the content because then the jokes will fly as well. If she gets paid and then puts out a, you know, lays an egg. Smooth transition of laying eggs. There's a lot of music that came out recently, right? So your boy Jersey Drake dropped some music. J. Cole dropped some music. Um, we have a newcomer in the game, uh, Flo Millie. She dropped some music. Marcus, you know, he's bringing back the Marcus Music Minute. He had he has some beef with Drake. Um, I also did too, like with these with the whole Drake thing. Like I, I remember a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, it feels like years in Twitter time when people were lying on Twitter about this two C slide or two C shuffle or it was called. That shit was trash. No, it wasn't. That shit was trash. That was trash. It was trash. Two C better was better than the last two songs he put out. The the Grease song and the Chicago Freestyle, I think it was. Two C was better than those songs. You, you crazy. Chicago Freestyle was way it was catchy. It was just catchy. It wasn't. No, 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 no. My fault. My fault. My fault. Pop star. Pop star in Greece. Tuesday Slide is better than those two songs. Those are on the calendar. Tuesday Slide was built for TikTok and it didn't even pop on TikTok. Like I don't know what happened with that. I thought, yeah. that, was, I thought that was a gimme. I thought that was for, a for the, for the record, for the record, the Futsal Shuffle by Lil Uzi Vert has always been a better song than Tuesday Slide. But <laughs> anywho, yeah, man, I listen to the new Drake songs. I'm like, it's cool. But again, Drake, he's out here letting all these pop shots and nothing is sticking. Like, I don't, I don't get for Drake to allegedly on Twitter be the god MC and the greatest artist of all time, better than Michael Jackson, all that stuff, for these songs to kind of just come and go like they do. And I don't know if it's just the nature of the music industry and how people consume music, but I mean, I ain't really jamming them shits, but I mean, let, let us know your takes. Yeah, I, I thought with uh, this quarantine being, going on that people would have more time to sit around and listen to music at home. But like you said, these Drake songs are coming and going pretty quickly. Like, like I said, those last two songs that he dropped for for Khaled, those those used to be like layups, like DJ Khaled and the Drake song. That's like automatically number one, straight to the top. I listened to those songs like maybe three or four times. Like, they're not bad songs, but they're just not hitting the same. And uh, this new song with uh, him and oh, it doesn't even matter who's on it because when Drake gets on your song and we don't know who you are and you're a new artist. Unless you got something else coming behind that, you're pretty much done. Like you're that guy is not coming back. Hmm. But this only only you freestyle. Drake was rapping his ass off. I'll never take that away from him. Dude was rapping his ass off. He 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 brought a new accent to the table. He's speaking like Arabic <laughs> or something. So that's just another so that's another thing. <laughs> that's another thing in the chamber for him. That's another, you know, uh check mark on uh his Duolingo app. So he's he's doing all that. And then at the very end, this is this is this is my main issue with the song. The very end, he starts sending shots. He's sending shots at Kanye. He's sending shots at Pusha T. He's sending shots all over the place. So I'm guessing that Jay Prince signed something that allows him to rap like this. My issue was he was not on beat. I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know if he was trying to do some new thing, but this man was not. It was like he started rapping and the and the chord came out in the studio and he couldn't hear the beat anymore, but he just kept rapping anyway. They're just like, hey man, that's right. We're not gonna ask him to do it again. Just like, just put it in there, and make it. Work. <laughs> but it, it sounded. If you listen to just the lyrics at the very end, it's great. Those are some hard shots. Those are some serious shots. Those are some shots that, if I was him, I probably wouldn't do because, for some reason, I went back and uh, 
went through the entire uh, Drake Pusha T uh, beef, and uh, I listened to uh, the Infrared again, Duppy Freestyle. I forgot how hard that song was. Drake went hard on that song. He went crazy. Great response. I listened to the story, added on. Pusha T went crazy on that song too. But there was one part I forgot about at the very end. Pusha T was like, we're going to take this slow, surgical summer. This is only part one. So that let me know that Pusha T still has some more stuff that he could say. He still got stuff that he ain't put out yet. So for Drake to come out, like, what, three years later with these bars? I'm sure he's, he sent shots previously, but these shots seem very direct. So for him to be sending shots like this, I'm, I would be nervous. I'd be nervous. Well, for him to be, again, sending shots like this that nobody cares about, like – Again, they're not sticking. They're not popping. It's just like, well, the like song for, free, for free with with DJ Cal. That song was fire. That was a great song. Like it was just better music. Just right now, it's like, dog, you have nothing more to do at home during the quarantine than perfect your craft or, you know, perfect your craft more. You're putting out duds, in my humble opinion. But I mean, I wasn't really rocking one of those none of those songs. I listened to the J Cole stuff, not too much. Um, it sounded very J Cole ish. That yeah, makes- he. He produced both of those songs. I, I'd honestly, I'd like to hear. I, I don't want to judge these songs by themselves. I want to hear them within the album, because when I when I first heard Tusi Slide, I was like, you know, this is really this is cool. It's a cool song. It'll do whatever. But when I heard it within the album, it made more sense and it sounded better to me. So I feel like these J Cole songs. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like the he did the production on both of them. The production is what it is. Like I've said it a million times how I feel about his production, but I would like to hear what these songs sound like within the album. And I don't know. All we can do is just hope and pray that J. Cole like gets his head out of his ass and decides to like actually work with other people on his own albums instead of like, you know, being, you know, some pretending like he's some sort of self-proclaimed legend. Like Okay, but the the name of the game is keep the keep your coins in your bank account. This man is getting all the bags, production bags, writing credit bags, and it's easier as a, a rapper to produce your own albums because and your own tracks because you can do all kinds of editing like seamlessly, like you can do it on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like it. it's more a fluid pr- process to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? I get it, but when you start calling yourself a self-proclaimed legend, you start calling yourself a goat. People are going to start saying like, "Hey, wait a minute now." Like, let's go back and look at your discography. Let's look at what you've done. People are going to start being nitpicky. Well, you know? and let's stick on that real quick because I saw an interesting tweet that somebody said that J. Cole is better than Kanye West. Oh, God. At what? And, uh, and you could maybe argue rapping, maybe. That ain't an argument. Yeah, he is a better rapper. But to be fair, Kanye West isn't a, a rapper. Per, you know what I'm saying? He's not yeah. a, a a natural rapper. It's just something he started doing on the side that he happened to make multiple classic albums with. When you have somebody else who is a rapper, like that is their thing, and they have, I guess, struggled to put together classic albums, I guess, outside of maybe uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. That kind of that. Before we just kind of dismiss Kanye as a rapper, as a lyricist, could you hear J. Cole on every song from Watch the Throne instead of Kanye West? Like, if Jay, if Jay-Z was like, you know what? Me and J. Cole doing a joint album. Like, say, on some J. Electronica shit. You think 
Jermaine is hanging with Jay Z the way Kanye did because there there are multiple yeah. people that have said on multiple songs that Kanye washed Jay Z and Jay Z is the greatest rapper ever. You think Jay Cole is? You think people are listening to Jay Z and Jay Cole go back and forth on multiple songs and saying maybe you know what? elevated because I kind of felt like uh, Jay Z slept walk to watch the throne a little bit on some songs, but I mean I, I'm not gonna sit here and question the guy's rapping ability. Uh, the only either. thing that I would question is, I mean, if we're talking about like a total artist, then yeah, you know, you have one guy that definitely is a way better producer than the other guy. Not even the other guy's a better rapper than the other guy, but it's not like a way better. And then the other thing is with Kanye West. I mean, I know doesn't like Black Thought at one point was helping him and, and rhyme fest. So he's he's had some really seriously skilled pins behind his rap. Not saying they wrote him, but I know they helped him with it. Not saying J. Cole doesn't. So, uh, you know, with that argument, like I said, if we're talking about it's the same as like with the Prince and Michael Jackson. Who's the better singer? singer? I mean, it's kind of what you want to say. Who's the better overall artist? Prince plays instruments, writes his own song. Michael Jackson does it. The, the way that I would kind of determine that is like, whose discography is, are, are you choosing to, to keep for the rest of your life? Coles or Ye's? And we all know what the answer to that question is. It is Kanye West. And if there's somebody else out there that's not saying it's Kanye West, then they're probably from like Fayetteville. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's anybody else that's not in his family or from Fayetteville that's repping J- Jermaine Cole that hard. I, I can't. I can't imagine that people out here in this world exist. I'm actually put a, a Twitter poll up this week about that because that's that's utterly absurd for people to think that J. Cole, just without any qualifications, qualifiers is better than Kanye West music wise. It's not. I mean, and once again, it's not my personal opinion, but some people they do have biases to certain things. So you gotta take everything with a grain of salt. Like some people have not liked Kanye West for a long time. Even before all this other stuff, they didn't like him because they felt like he switched from the first two albums. Some people never gave my Twisted Dark Fantasies a chance. I mean, it just is what it is. Them folks is clowns. And shout out to the homie King Moses. He's listened to the to the episode on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube uh, subscribers. Definitely subscribe to our page, you know, so we can manifest these sponsors. What's up, Waffle House? What's up? What's up? Send me some waffles. But nah. Uh, <laughs> He he's pushing back on my point that uh, J Cole only has one classic album. I'm like, where's the second one? Some people would even argue that 2014 uh, Four Wheel Drive is even the classic. You know what I'm saying? So you show me J. where Cole, it's at. I'll listen, but I, I would Born say Center is a great album. I would say Born Center is probably closer to a classic and, to me. Yeah, 2014 I, is another great album, and I have to. And once again. I know that we're in an era where we're searching for these classic albums and we like to use elite and all that stuff. But if you have a career full of great albums, that's cool. You know, some people just aren't going to have, it just is what it is, you know, it's music. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. Just to kind of stay on music though. uh, One of the things I saw on Twitter that kind of agitated me, and we had uh, some semi-heated discussions in the group chat. And shout out for El Chaff for being here so we get a woman's perspective on this. But the whole Tory Lanez... Let's do it! The whole Tory Lanez, Megan Thee Stallion thing. So, all right. 
So if you're not, if you're listening to this on, if you're not on Twitter, if you're listening to this on YouTube or Facebook, um, Twitter essentially is Sodom and Gomorrah. Like Twitter is the worst place on earth. Like Twitter is a place that if you could, if you had to drive by Twitter, you would lock your doors. Like you'd carry a gun in your car <laughs> on the street. Twitter, Twitter is Martin Luther King Boulevard <laughs> manifested on the internet. Is it is not Stop where it. you want to be at if you're not strong. But so we don't know all the details with this, but all we know is that Magna Sain got shot in her big pinky toe and Tory Lanez is apparently a midget, right? And there's a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes that went off on the Twitter sphere. And again, with Twitter, you can't have it both ways. Twitter can't be for the jokes for people you don't like, but cannot be for the jokes for people that you do like. Case in point. The general rules, I guess the axiom on Twitter is that, you know, kids are off limits, right? We could all probably say that that's true, right? Just, you know, common courtesy. Until it's 45's kids, then it's no horse, hose bars, fuck them kids, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't have it both ways. Either the kids are off limits or they're not off limits. Same with women, right? Doug. And again, I might get get some, some flack for this, but the memes I saw Megan Thee Stallion were hilarious. Like, they were hilarious. They had them doing the whole uh, Harlem Knights got shot in the piggy toe thing. They had her uh, had her face superimposed as Ricky and her boys from the hood. Like, that shit is funny. Like, the situation may not be funny, but the jokes were. And people were like, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter until it's women's lives. I'm like, all right, man. It's it's really it's it's not that serious. And again, there's a lot of a lot of swirling uh, details around what happened. And the biggest one, I guess, came from uh, another podcast. What is it? No Jumper with Adam Twenty Two, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So what he was saying is that Megan Thee Stallion attended a party with her man, allegedly Tory Lanez. Meg got drunk and saw Tory flirting with Kylie Jenner or one of them Jenner people, got jealous. Now, Meg is over six feet tall in heels compared to a five-foot-three Tory Lays, which, gee, I didn't even know they... Wow. Both of their friends confirmed that Megan attacked Tory. They stated she was whooping his ass. Tory pulled out his gun and shot her in the foot. Meg Thee Stallion was on social media claiming she didn't feel protected by black men. You cannot go around putting your hands on people. She is a violent woman who cannot hold her liquor. Instead of fighting Tory, she should have checked Kylie. They were both smiling at him live prior to this incident. If a woman was getting hit repeatedly by a man and she shot him, it'd be okay, right? Self-defense. Tori is the victim of domestic violence. And Meg the drunk needs to be locked up. Y'all want to talk about that. About men being the victim, huh? So I, I like El Chapa to, to give her, her bars on this. But again, we're, we're saying this, that we don't know what happened. Right now, it's all hearsay. Neither of them really said anything. But I'd like to hear El Chapa's opinion on this. So that's the whole thing. We don't really know what happened. What we do know for sure is what was confirmed was that he shot her in the foot. She was trying to get out the car and he wouldn't let her for said reason. Now, I think because there's a lot of unknown, that's why people are making jokes about it. Her height versus his height and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that in itself, just the height difference and imagining those two together is funny. But you can't negate the fact that somebody, like, she was shot. And we don't, 
know all the details surrounding it. We don't really know if she was the aggressor or not. We don't know if maybe he provoked her to have to be aggressive as far as maybe him swirling the gun around or he started to put his hands on her or whatever the case may be. We don't know. But yet nobody's taking this situation seriously. And somebody getting shot, whether it's on the foot or the hand or in the back, whatever it is, like that's still serious. And there was zero. It wasn't like there was a few jokes and ha-ha and all right, no, let's be serious for Meg or any type of... There's no concern for her on the timeline. Not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on TikTok when people are making these stupid little videos reenacting and blah, blah. Like, it's ridiculous. And as far as, oh, she needs to check Kylie, we don't know if that was a situation. And me personally... Yeah, I'll be upset with the broad, but my the person that has to be loyal to me is my man, right? So I, that's who I'm going to be upset with. And you're not going to tell me who to be upset with with this situation. You're just not. So even if she was upset with Tori. I don't even know if I feel comfortable even, like, going down that path as far as the whole, like, you know, is Megan the aggressor? Was she fighting Tory Lanez? Because I feel like that's kind of changing the narrative. And considering where this information came from like this adam 22 guy like he's the guy that's he's the guy that started the narrative that j cole makes boring music like that's that's who he is that's what i know him from you know what i'm saying so it's like why why am i listening to this white dude talk about rap shit or our culture or trying to change i don't i don't think he's doing it purposely or maliciously but it's like what who are you to come out here to be like Oh well, I heard you know Megan Thee Stallion was the aggressor. I heard. Well, oh, he said his friends were at the party. Though. You said what? He said his friends were at the party, though. Either way, like those are rumors. Like <clears throat> this white man's out here just spreading rumors, like, and we're just gonna like run with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's the part I don't really feel too comfortable with. As far as the the jokes on Twitter, like I get it. Like everybody, everybody's fair game on Twitter. But this is this is a thing where it just kind of seems like people went super hard on Megan, though. It it did it did kind of feel that way, and we we gotta also consider. Like, and I've been thinking about it for for a, for a minute. When's the, when's the last time a rapper shot another rapper? Like we can confirm it. Like, hey, this rapper shot this rapper. Has that ever happened before? Not like not like the guy's man's. Like, oh, my man shot you, or your man shot me. Like. This rapper, like even even with the game, didn't Ja Rule stab Fifty? Did he? I think he was the one in that melee thing that stabbed Fifty. Do we have any confirmed rapper on rapper shooting violence? Probably on a low level. Probably. So so this is something that hasn't really ever happened before. So it's kind of hard to really you know understand what to do with it. And, like, I I see it. I see the jokes. Like, Megan is a very tall woman. She's over six feet. Tori's under 5'5". Yeah. Tori's a a small man. The jokes write themselves. Those are are layups. I get that. But I also understand it coming from Meg's point of view where it's like, hey, man, I've been the hottest rapper out here for the last two years. Outside of, like, The Baby and Drake, it's been me. I've been putting out all the hot songs. I've been putting Hot Girl Summer. That was me. That had to get trademarked. Like the, the whole Savage Dance. That was me. Like every, the last two summers have been me. I've worked with the biggest, I've worked with the baby. I worked with Nicki Minaj. I worked with Beyonce. I've done all these things. 
People who care about what drive the boat. That's me. You know what I'm saying? And now I get shot, and now it's nothing but jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people. No, no, I'm just saying it's not. I know it's not everybody, but here's the thing. Here, here's here's why I would be upset. Like it's the verified people. It's the celebrities. They're cracking jokes too. You know, mm-hmm. and they had what's her face, Drea. I need yeah. to know. I I need to know the name of that podcast. That was a stupid comment. Because what what are you doing as a podcast where you feel like, you know what, I need to know what Drea has to say about this, <laughs> about anything. There's never been a moment of time where I've been like, you know what, I think I'd like to hear Drea's opinion on this. I didn't know what she sounded like until I listened to that video. My thing is, is I don't want to hear from Drea. I don't need to hear anything she got to say. And you and Megan Thee Stallion last summer was out somewhere partying, taking pictures. Y'all was all bestie, bestie. But now I get shot and you got jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that look like? What's that? How, how would you feel if you and your you and one of your supposed friends y'all was hanging out for the weekend, went out on a trip, and then you get shot and you look on the internet and she got jokes for you? No, no condolences whatsoever. No, hey, hey, I'm praying for you. You got nothing but jokes for me. Come on, guy. Like, nah, I can't roll with that. That ain't that ain't right. And, and, and anybody would agree with that. It's not right. So I get where she's coming from. Well, but we're, you're under the assumption that they were actually really friends and it just wasn't a look for the IG. You know what I'm saying? Either like, way, either way, she has matters. no reason to be putting her, her name in her mouth and talking about a situation to that Wait, level. Really? She wasn't there. I bet she got them clicks up, though. She knew what she was doing, strategic marketing. You know, they try to save her, too. They try to give her opportunity. So what Jenny said was, if y'all don't, if y'all don't know, she made the comment about she wished that somebody, you know, loved her and wanted her as much, you know, to shoot her in the foot for it or, you know, whatever. Something along those lines. And then she tried to, the guys there, the podcasters, tried to give her opportunity, like, man, that's a soundbite, that's a this, that's a that, you know, they're going to come for you. And then she was like, well, being a heart, I said it, you know, it is what it is. Ugh. And then the, what happened the next day, she had to go apologize because Meg Stallion got on Twitter. She was calling her out herself. And then she was all, oh, you know, what I was trying to say was, I wish somebody loved me that much, was that passionate about me and whatever, I try to clean it up. And I take domestic violence very seriously and all these other things. But that wasn't the same energy she had when she was on that sofa. And I'm, I'm not saying that Dre and Megan are like besties and they're friends and all that. No. My thing is, even if it was for the look, even if it was like, hey, let's flick it up for the gram one time, I can get my followers up. You can get your followers up. Hopefully, I can get a sponsor out of this. We're just having a good time. It's whatever. Even if I give you that look, the first thing you say about me when I get shot is jokes? That looks bad on you. That looks bad on Drea. Regardless, regardless if they're friends, the only the only time we've seen y'all interact together is y'all being cool and kicking it on the boat. But now I get shot. Now you got jokes? And so I can understand why Meg would be, would be sensitive about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and obviously we don't know the whole, the the entire story. We don't know why Tori shot her. We don't know what Megan did, but I don't, I don't really like where this is going. It's now starting to turn into uh, kind of like what happened with Chris Brown and Rihanna at, at one point. At one point it turned into why is Chris Brown putting his hands on Rihanna into, well, what did Rihanna do? What did Rihanna do to deserve to get beat down like that? Now, obviously some things came out after that, which, justified mm-hmm. that 
But we're talking about at the beginning. I, I wouldn't say justified, but I wouldn't say just, I don't want to. Yeah, 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 not justified, but justified the questioning behind it. But now yeah. we're getting now. Now the story is turning into it's 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 turning into what did Megan do? What did she do? Now people are just like, well, I heard she did this. Well, I heard that she can't hold her liquor. I heard she jealous. I heard she got anger issues. Now it's like now we're all looking at Megan the Stallion, and we should be looking at this fucking foreigner. This dude ain't even American. And we're over here caving for this. Dude. Where is he? We're not. It's not. Where is he? It's not. Where's his passport? You got a green card, Tory? Where are? Where is Tory Lanez right now? Where is this guy? He's at Justin Bieber. Walk around freely. You shoot. You shoot an American icon. You shoot one of our precious jewels. And you out here just roaming the streets free. Deport this man. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. That man. That man in one of Drake's shoeboxes right now. Hi. <laughs> okay, so uh, for all of our fans that are under 5'5", five five, you're not a midget, and midget is definitely politically incorrect. As a person that has been through domestic violence, okay. I feel definitely not a lie. Nobody ever cares about the man, you know? There's no if you have this gigantic woman whipping on somebody that's five three, nobody cares about it because you're a man. Allegedly, sit back and take, take what it is. I mean, like for me, I think the thing is like you're saying she's she's been shot, and I understand that, but it was the toe. And then anytime no, somebody no, gets no, shot no. in the no, ass, no, no. let him let him let him finish. Let him finish. Anytime somebody gets shot in the ass or the toe, it's gonna be jokes. Like I can see she got shot in the stomach. Or she was in ICU, or it was something that was like critically going wrong. She was shot in the toe. You're gonna immediately think of Harlem Nights. You're on Twitter. You're gonna get the jokes off. That's what this is for. Like, I see people that will laugh when other people die. You know what? The dude that died, Garrett Foster, last night. Not switching subjects at all, but just pointing out. Somebody by the name of Robert Woods, he's like a blue check or whatever. He's got the check mark. He's got like 2 million followers. After they reported this guy was gunned down, put, oh, I'm having eggs Benedict this morning. Like basically just saying, you know what? He got what he deserved. I don't give a fuck. And nobody's like saying anything about it. Like the, the jokes come freely and all up and down that post. I've seen other people saying, oh, well, I like uh, sun's over my handy or I like my eggs scrambled with toast or something o- on a post about somebody dying. That's what Twitter is. And you have to understand that, like, nobody cares about you. They care about the jokes. They care about the retweets. But the, the thing I want to point out is and I, I hope and I hope I hope we get the whole story um, because it. And again, how uh, Dolph was saying, nobody cares. If it does come out that she was assaulting this dude and it was self-defense, nobody's going to care, like you said. It's just going to be like, uh, okay, next. I don't think so. I disagree. I disagree. They're going to turn. They're going to turn on her. They're already turning on her. I totally disagree. I, because, I, I feel like every time, every I time like they bring up Chris Brown. The way that it's going to be hard to turn on Meg Stallion. Like, I feel like every, her career will be just fine. <laughs> this might give her some street cred. Every time they bring up Chris Brown beating Rihanna, they always cape up for him saying, well, Rihanna started it. Rihanna did this, this, and that. Yes, they will care. They will They will bring this up every time. Now, will Megan Thee Stallion's career be over? No. By any means, it won't be. She'll survive this, no matter what happens. But the idea that 
if Megan Thee Stallion was beating the shit out of Tory Lanez and Tory Lanez thought the only thing he could do to defend himself was shoot her. No, Megan Thee Stallion, like, she'll, she won't live that down. That'll always be, that'll be, like, on her front page of her, of her Wikipedia page. They'll always bring it up. They'll never forget. Well, but the thing but is, she'll be able to music. In the rap game, that's kind of a badge of honor, though. Like, she can throw a bar in there, like, I got shot in the toe, but I ain't no hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, she'll, <laughs> she'll figure it out. Fuck. She'll figure I'm it out. I'm not even like, practicing that line. Straight off the dome. Straight off the dome. We out here. There's, there's nothing. Ten-time Freestyle Friday champ. But. It doesn't matter what It doesn't matter what Megan Thee Stallion did to get shot. Even I'm saying, if, if she is at fault... There's nothing that's going to stop her from whatever she's going to do music-wise. There's nothing. Okay, there but again, video, there could be a video of her with a bat over that man. He'll she'll still be able to sell records. She'll still get features. She'll still get looks. She'll be fine. Well, my my closing point is: if it comes out that she's in the wrong, I need y'all to keep that same energy and, and get after Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, shout out to the homie that we talked about last week on here, who was talking crazy about uh, Atlanta rappers. He actually had a decent tweet. Uh, Quincy Savage, Luis, uh, ATL underscore QO. He said, 21 Savage supported. Y'all, uh, hear ye, hear ye. Oh, this blah, 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 blah. Uh, Demi Lovato laughs. Y'all, shut up, crackhead. And they they was killing Demi Lovato. Like, that shit was, that shit was malicious. That was and bad. Then, uh, then he puts jokes about Meg. Y'all, y'all only laugh at black women's trauma. So, again, y'all got to keep that same energy. Like, Twitter is a wild place. <laughs> reach. The reach on that tweet. I saw that tweet. I was like, I'm going to pass this. That's a reach. That's, just, that's a straw man argument. That's not everybody on Twitter. That's not how everybody thinks. You look well, at a few, You can you use the same argument. There's people that are defending Meg on here, and there's people that are getting jokes off. Everybody's timeline looks different. It's just my timeline. I've just seen the jokes. And the thing that I wanted to tie this into was they tried to say that, oh, you know, when Meg gets shot, it's jokes. But when Ye is doing whatever he's doing, it's all thoughts and prayers. Again, no, I, about, I have not. I've yet to seen one funny Kanye West joke. Because if I did, I would retweet it. The funniest one I've seen that I forgot to retweet was, uh, I guess he said that he would, uh, <laughs> what he said, beat Joe Biden off write-ins, and then people cropped the tweet to say, "I'll like I'll beat beat off Joe Biden" or something like that. That's that's the funniest one I've seen. But other than that, it's like I haven't seen nothing funny. Like people be riding on yay all the time. Okay, and but like but like I said, when's the last time a rapper confirmed shot another rapper? We can't yeah, think I, of a time that I, I get, happened. I, that's fine. I'm just saying the jokes for when, everybody. Okay, I just, and I get that, but <clears throat> when is the yeah. last when's the last time Kanye West had a mental health episode on Twitter? That happens every six months. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm so, like I don't so at some point people get kind of tired of it. Like it's like we're gonna recycle the same jokes from six months ago. Like yeah. I, and, and to and to kind of wrap the make thing up and kind of ties to Kanye West is that people were joking about Kanye West's wife when she got robbed at gunpoint on Twitter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is safe out here. So if you come on Twitter, you think this is a, you know, a happy place, a place for feelings and positive engagements. If you're looking generally for positivity on Twitter, you need to log off because it's, it's not here unless your mute and block button is strong because people out here, they're out here trying to get these looks, trying to get these retweets, trying to get these hot takes off. But I mean, well, that's why that's why they can't sell Twitter. Like, no one will buy Twitter because it's a cesspool of filth. Well, it, damn, I, this wasn't even on the top of the list, but they they're still <laughs> there's rumblings about charging for Twitter. And again, if they charge for Twitter, I will pay for it. 
I will pay to get these bots out of here. I'll pay to get these racists out of here. I want y'all to make us put put your name on there. Like, yo, okay, you, you post this racist shit, we're sending this shit to your job. I bet Twitter gets cleaned up real quick. Hold people responsible. Make Twitter the great again. That's that's one to see. You know, Meta, make Twitter great again, or Mad Madagaga. I don't know. But yeah, I'd pay for Twitter. <laughs> I'd pay for it. I'd pay for it. I'd definitely pay for it. Uh, the Washington football franchise uh, changed their racist ass football name. And they decided to go right now with the Washington football team, right? Uh, the ironic thing about this is in their press release with this, they still had a picture of the uh, Native American in the press relief, press release. So it's like you took one step forward and took two steps back. Like y'all could have cropped the man <laughs> up. Like there's really no, no point of changing the name, removing all the uh, racially insensitive uh, slogans, and then just keep the the Native American on there. So it's like, eh, you guys aren't really thinking this out. And I get it. It's, it's going to be hard to rebrand a billion dollar franchise within allegedly a couple months before the season. But I I don't want to give them an A for effort, but it's just extremely basic. Like, I feel like they should just kind of held tight. I don't know. They should have did a contest, man. They could have had a. They could have had fans source this name. They could have had one done very quickly. Like you saw when they put up those new logos for the teams, they look terrible. You had just regular people online tweaking the logos to make them look ten times better. So I feel like they could have crowdsourced this and got this done in a more efficient manner. But I also think this is also just a smokescreen to distract from that other story that came out last week about the rescue. Oh, that organization wilding out, uh, sexually harassing women, groping women. Uh, it's just a wild, horny, disgusting organization. Like we have like known staircases where like people are looking up women's skirts and dresses, and other women have to alert women about that. That's out of control. Like that's that's wild. Like inappropriate hugs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 that's. And I guess uh, El Chapo would be one to speak on this more. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like me and Black, where you're most of your spaces are going to be white people. And with El Chapo being a woman, most workspaces are going to be dominated by males. So just to kind of tie back to that a little bit, have you ever encountered, well, I'm sure you have, but is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing as far as like having to be a woman in a male dominated workspace? Um, I think the biggest issue uh, I haven't had anything direct, but you have to definitely have thicker skin and you also have to make sure you set boundaries first and foremost. And you might get flagged. You might have people say certain things and you have to be the disciplined person in the work center in order for things not to escalate, if that makes sense. So, um, but as far as anybody getting super inappropriate, I mean, I had one superior who would come behind the desk and, and just get in my bubble, uh, for lack of a better term. And so I had to address that with, I actually didn't address it with the higher ups. Somebody else addressed it for me because they saw how uh, inappropriate and uncomfortable that whole situation was whenever that gentleman was around. So then I had higher ups uh, pull me in and then, you know, I was like, well, I wasn't going to bring it to you, but since we're here, yeah, let's talk about it. 
And I think that in itself is also another thing to where it's like, oh, I don't want to necessarily bring up every little thing um, and deem it inappropriate and such. But you just have to be a lot more uh, hyper aware. And this is a podcast that supports black women, uh, black female artists and uh, Flo Millie. Uh, I saw a lot of tweets going on about her. Uh, I think Trouble Sweet about it. A lot of people were talking about her. So I checked her out. I ran her album two times. And again, I'm probably going to get some flack for this. Uh, sorry, New York, New Jersey, Twitter, East Coast Twitter. But that, that Flo Millie shit is way better than that Pop Smoke shit. Like, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Wow. Why the comparison? Because it's a good rapper. It's a good album. We, we got to put good albums against other albums that people say are good. And I think this is a better better album. Anybody with ears should think that. Like it's not it's not that tough. She got a couple, she got a couple joints. Come on, man! I have some sympathy. We just talked about what Twitter is for. The life life happens. If he was alive, but we're not on. If Twitter. he was alive, I say the same thing. If he was alive, I say the same thing. You mean a lie? You mean you mean lie? Okay, Pop Smoke's no, album was better than. than you just you don't have to you don't have to say it. You just flow Millie wherever that is. Put out a good whatever they put out. Well, just just just, you know, just real quick. Pops real quick. What, what are the rules when talking about an artist who passes and their their album that comes out after that? Because I I know me personally, I haven't said anything about Pop Smoke's album on Twitter. Like I've said some things in the group chat that I hope don't get out. But like, what are the rules here? Like, if someone puts out a great album and they like if they die and they put out a great album. Do we say something if they put out a bad album before or after they die? Like, I don't understand what the rules are because I, I feel like for like that first week, you know what I'm saying? Like you just support it, stream it, listen to it and get it to number one for that weekend. I think they did that for him. But after that, are we allowed to talk about the actual album and the music, the music and the lyrics and the production? Do Are we allowed to give any constructive criticism to it because he's he passed away? Are we allowed to do that? Because it's not a per- we can, mean, okay. it's not a perfect album, right? Like we, we can all that's yeah, not slam. it definitely isn't. But I just think that the way the South Breeze brought it up, you don't bring it up like that. I mean, oh, you okay. could say, "Hey, Pop Smoke album lacked this, or it had that that was good. Could have been a little bit of more razzle dazzle here or there." But to say, "Oh well." Nobody's talking about Pop Smoke, and then South Breeze brings up, oh, well, Flo Millie had a better album than Pop Smoke. Like, you're just mudslinging. First of all, do you not see this Waffle House hat on my head? That's the energy I'm bringing. I'm bringing big Waffle House cook energy. (laughs) It's not good. It is what it is. I'm not one of those people who would come out and be like, just because somebody died, they're a legend. Just because you died, okay, I'm just saying, if you die tomorrow, y'all better lie. Y'all better say I was the greatest dude on earth. That's somebody that's like, you know what? South Breeze, he sucked (laughs) as a podcast, bro. People, people have a lot of people. Y'all better five star my shit. (laughs) Y'all better give me (laughs) no. Uh, but uh, I just I was curious about that. Uh, but on the uh, the Flo Millie stuff, like I honestly I had never heard of this rapper. I had never heard of her until like two weeks ago. I saw like a video snippet. Someone put like you know Flo Millie's the new or is a mood or something. I watched it and it was like it was like a one minute 
of her rapping to one of her songs. I think it was like We Bitch or something like that. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Like, who is this? I don't know who, who she is, but this sounds pretty cool. And then like the next day, or maybe, I guess it was last week, they were like, oh, well, she's dropping an album like in two Fridays from now. I was like, oh shit, okay, let me check that out. And then I, I, I listened to it. And while I'm listening to it, like I check on Twitter, see what see what's going on with that. She's the number one trending topic. And I, I check, I, I search her name. No names tweeting about her. Kilani's tweeting about her. The City Girls are tweeting about her. Rico Mulatto's treating like all these big name rappers. No, I guess they're not big, big names. They're they're somewhat big name established rappers are tweeting about her. Everybody is tweeting about her. I'm like, where, where were you? Like, where's this coming from? How is this happening? How is a rapper that I'd never heard about two weeks ago all of a sudden trending topic? And I'm not saying there's anything fishy going on. I'm just saying that for the most part, you kind of see these things coming. You kind of hit, there's some kind of buzz. I there there wasn't a rollout. There wasn't any promotion. I listened to the album. You're not playing any of these songs on the radio. Like, how did this happen? Who is she signed to? The industry, industry people, no industry people. Yeah, man, she might be a plant because, like, that is it is. Interesting. I, I was just like, this you is... said that she just appeared out of nowhere. Everybody's talking about uh, Flow Millie shit, Flow Millie money, Cas. I'm like, all right, you know, and she might be a plant. She might be Chance Rapper's cousin or something like that. She's from uh, Mobile, Alabama, so I mean, she's probably that's, got ties to that's Atlanta. What, that's what kind of gets me thinking, like maybe she's not being from well, Alabama. Like I, I feel like they're not going looking for, you know, someone to put on from Alabama. Like you can, yeah. Usually those people go, those people go to like uh, Atlanta stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't Gucci yeah. Man from like Alabama or something like that? Or Soldier Boy, one dude's from Mississippi. Yeah, Soldier Boy is. But well, and a, a thing real quick about Flo Millie, a thing that I didn't like, well, that I don't like about how, you know, it, it, I feel like we're getting better at it. But like I, I, I told one of my friends, I was like, hey man, you should check her out. Not not saying she didn't have the best album of twenty twenty. This isn't some game changing nah. album. It's a solid album. It's cool. It's fun. A lot of strip strip club. I mean, just yeah. club five. It's, it's it's fun music. Turn up music. It, it is what it is. There's a place for that in hip hop. No problems with it. I sent it to my guy. I'm like, hey, check it out. That man listened to half a song talking about, oh, she's trash. What is she talking about? She ain't got no bars. I'm like, first off, nigga, you don't be listening to rap like that. You don't, you're not one of these rap purists that all of a sudden you need hippity hop, rappy rap metaphors on top of metaphor, triple entendres, don't ask me how type lyrics. You don't, you're not that guy. You're only that guy whenever I put you on the female rappers. And that's kind of annoying. And I wish we would kind of stop that. Yeah, I was actually about to tweet out that I was looking for some new uh, women rappers listed because it's been a while. Um, but yeah, I, I checked this out. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I added, I think I added two songs to my uh, playlist. So that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's kind of how I judge music now. It's like based on how many songs I add to my playlist. So, but yeah, definitely if you haven't listened to Flo Millie, check her out. The other female artists you can check out uh, that I like. I, I like Dreezy. Um, I was listening to Malibu again by Anderson Pack. Uh, Rhapsody, she had a, a great verse in that album. Her album was really good. Um, Young Baby Tate, of course. Check out Young Baby Tate. But yeah, definitely don't... 
a lot of people like to come on Twitter and act like they're these music connoisseurs, but really only listen to like four rappers, like Jay Z, Kanye West, Drake, Kendrick Lamar. Like you got to be diverse, man. Support women artists, support women rappers, support black women. So that's that's my plug. You know, there we go. Oh, we got, we got. All right. So I guess to to wrap it up, um, I got some hot takes real quick. First, have have we all, we've all watched Ozarks, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. So I tweeted the other day that there was only one way that Ozarks can end that show. And Ozarks, I hope you're listening to this. What's the dude's name? Nathan Bateman? Is that Nathan Bateman? Jason Bates. Whatever, Jason Bates, one of those white dudes look like the other other white dudes. But the way that you guys need to end the show, regardless of how the show ends, because if you've watched The Pranos, the last episode is very iconic. Probably one of the greatest endings of uh, TV series of all times with uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Like Every time I hear that song, the first thing I think about is the last episode of Sopranos. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it because I think the show is that great where even though it's been out for shit a long time, like a long, long time. It's, it's a show that I recommend you watch. I've watched it multiple times. I bought the DVD set. Um, it's excellent. But the, the ending song for that show for the last episode was Journey Don't Stop Believing. And Ozarks, regardless of how the show ends, the title for the last episode needs to be Free Bird. And the ending song needs to be Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. Because regardless of how the show ends, Marty Bird is going to be free. Whether he's dead, in jail, or somehow makes that out of this horrible situation he's gotten himself into. It ties into the whole hillbilly mantra of the show and them being in the Ozarks out there with all the meth heads and stuff like that. It's, it's perfect branding. It works too well. In season one, I think it's episode three, um, one of the Lanemore brothers is actually wearing a Leonard Skinner shirt that says Free Bird. So you've laid the foundation for a great Easter egg. Make it happen. I'm adding y'all. I'm hashtagging y'all. Y'all need to make this happen and send me like 5%. Or at least shout me out on the TV show. But that would be <laughs> We haven't heard the song Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. It has probably arguably one of the top 50, 25, maybe 10 guitar solos of all time. So uh, definitely check that out. But other than that, the writers need to be ambitious. Again, with these type of shows, there's again, there's only like three ways you can end it. Either they die, they get away, or they make it out happily ever after. Or like with The Sopranos, I'm not going to tell you, Sopranos is probably the most unique ending that I've seen. because It's very kind of controversial in a way. But I think the Ozarks needs to push the envelope and give us something different, Right. Me personally, I would like to see Marty Berg abandon his family and like just leave, just go do some other shit, just abandon the niggas. I mean, those guys, just let them go, just abandon them, just let them go. Um, either that, or I need them to kill the son, and then I need somebody need to turn. Maybe his wife will turn him. She's already a cheating whore, anyways. But yeah, Whoa. Need, it's the literally the, the premise of the show is her getting her back blown out by some other guy, like within the He's first. He's not like, doing like, that anymore. Anyways, so yeah, <laughs> they, they need to kill the son. That that that's what needs to happen. And then I don't know, maybe Ruth needs to ki- get killed. 
kill all the favorite people. I don't know. Make something happen. I, I think one of the, the forgotten endings of shows that was also great was like the shield. I think they could go that direction where like he wins, but he loses, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. if you haven't watched the shield, it is 10 times. It's probably one of the best shows FX has ever produced. It is way better than Sons of Anarchy, which I quit watching. But I, I, they kill off everybody. Everybody dies, and the drug dealers win. The birds can't get away with this. They cannot. I cannot. I cannot invest this much time just to watch white people get off. I can't do it. I can't. I need them to suffer. I'm sorry. Black Lives Matter. Okay. I think they definitely can't walk away completely intact. You know what I mean? Like somebody, all the people that they end up killing, everybody that dies around them, one of them has has to die. And um, I'm I don't I'm not gonna say who because I think either which one of them is gonna be impactful. I think yeah, if you kill Jonah, I see where you're going with that. And everybody loves Jonah since day one, so that one would hurt. Ruth staying with everything is too obvious. But I want Ruth to win. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I don't think I'm caught up enough to have like an educated opinion on it. So, um, and I've never seen the uh, last of the uh, damn uh, Sopranos either. Wow. Because I'm the type of guy, I don't actually finish series. So I haven't seen the end of any. <laughs> all right. Well, that's I guess that's how I am with movies. I clearly don't watch movies at all. But yeah. But I watch everything up until like the last <laughs> few minutes. <laughs> so it's never in. Oh my god. All right. Uh, one more hot take. So I've been on this. Uh, I know we're running long, but I don't care because this is hilarious. Yeah. Naked and Afraid. If you have not watched that show, I need you to watch that show. That is the most underrated television of all time. Like, if I was rich, if I had like a Dave Chappelle budget or a team like that, that would be the funniest show to spoof. I promise you. Like, there's so many ways you go with this. Like, they could do like Naked and Afraid, like Compton, Naked and Afraid, like New York City. Like, just okay, they wouldn't do stuff like that. But naked people in Brooklyn. See how they can make it, <laughs> or 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 you could do like celebrity naked and afraid. Like I, I said, I would pay top dollar to watch Kim and Kanye on Naked and Afraid because I guarantee you they'd make it. You have to be a different type of psychopath to survive on that show. I I know Ye can make it on Naked and Afraid. He'd be eating the heads off lizards and making designer bags out of animals and stuff like that. He would survive. I think that would be excellent. Another thing that they should do. Naked Afraid, if you want to sponsor me or hire me for ideas, I'm available. Hit me up at Southbreeze706 on Twitter. Y'all should do Naked and Afraid Couples Edition, right? So you should get uh, uh, like engaged couple. And if they make it through the show, y'all pay for the wedding. Y'all pay for the honeymoon, right? I bet some of these women would eat the head off of a chicken to get an all-inclusive paid wedding and, and honeymoon, right? L, you wouldn't do it? No, but no. <laughs> All right. No. Well, this is the KTSC app. Just move on. Move on. No. 
I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. I think that'd be a great idea. Like, there's some people like, yo, man, like, I went camping one time. You know, weddings are expensive. I'm I know somebody would do it. These people are doing it essentially for free. Anyway. Oh, people. You know what I'm saying? I think other other people food. will definitely do it. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, yeah. But that that's my my other hot take that nobody seems to care about. But anyways, we'll wrap up. <laughs> Yeah, nobody <laughs> just kind of let that one kind of just die there. I'll say that uh, just to kind of go on from from something we talked about like two weeks ago. Uh, someone said that Ti had four classic albums, and that shit hurt my soul. And I haven't been able to sleep right since that guy said that. So I've been going through Ti's discography the last for the last two weeks. No, well, probably the last two or three weeks. I was, I, and I'm at, uh, I just finished uh, King. So I'm tomorrow or Tuesday, I'll start uh, TI versus TIP. I will say right now, underrated album. I will say right now, TI has one undeniable classic in Urban Legend. I will say that, uh, well, excuse me. Yeah, Urban Legend. Urban Legend, undeniable uh, classic album. And I feel like uh, King is pretty close. Like I, the ending, the end of it was kind of like yeah, there was a couple songs at the end there that didn't really that didn't really hit that well, but Ti for sure has one has one classic album and King might be a classic, but I'm still working my way through his entire discography. But to say that man has four classics is crazy to me. <sighs> yeah, I mean I I enjoy King. There's not I don't think King has a song I don't like, but um. I mean, if you have like speakers in your trunk, I think that affects your your assessment of some of these albums. But, but yeah, fair enough. Definitely at that person. I'm probably sure I know who, who you're talking about. But, anyways, y'all got any shout outs before we roll out? Yes. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> I just play. Go ahead. <laughs> this is why I left. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he is hot. He is piping. <laughs> Uh, I want to shout out uh, Gift Queen, of course, because she actually texts me and checks it's in on me. Like, we're legit friends. Jif, Jif Queen. Same thing. Um, I also want to shout out Crafty Cakes because she also hit me up to check on me, make sure I was good. So, Does you she know, have a child? Huh? Does she have a child? No. Oh, I saw her on Instagram. I saw her with a child. I was like, what the hell? Like, I was mad confused. But, oh, yeah, shout out to Crafty Cakes. Hope all is well with you, our white Nubian. Uh, Mr. Savage, what do you got? Yeah, just uh, shit, I don't know. Shout out to the sex packets. There we go. That You know, they're out there. Gay, gay. Gang, gang. <laughs> Why not? Never mind. We're not. They are out there, so yeah. Shout out to y'all. Uh, Marcus, bring us home. Yeah, I was just gonna say, hey man, shout out to all these weirdos who feel like they cannot wear a mask for five minutes to walk into Target or wherever they're going. This entire podcast, I have been wearing a mask the entire time. I am breathing fine. I don't feel lightheaded. I don't have any problems. And we've been recording for over an hour. If I can talk for an hour on a podcast wearing a mask, you can walk through Target 
or through Walmart for 10 minutes with your mask on. It ain't that serious, guys. Just wear the mask. Yeah, so deaths from COVID, South Korea, 297. The United States, 140,000. There's a funny video I'm about to retweet that y'all can check out, but it just pretty much shows like Korean folks like saying, hey, yeah, you know, this is how the virus is spread. You know, we're going to wear a mask and it cuts back and forth between Koreans sounding mad educated to Americans throwing stuff out of their carts and targets because they have to wear a mask. And the proof is kind of in the pudding, guys. So, you know what I'm saying? Wear a mask, wash your hands. It's KTSC Ave.